Welcome to Sports Talk Kids. I'm Jack. I'm Evan. And we're here with special guest Robbie Usmikowski. So today we're doing our episode. We have Q&A with him. And we have the Super Bowl predictions. We're going to talk about the MLB, the NHL, the NBA. Evan has his Formula One update. And then we'll do our top five NFL fan bases and our debate about who should be the NFL MVP. Wow. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have opinions too? Yeah. All right. I, I hope. Okay. Uh, but also, just to let you guys know, we are on other platforms on Spotify, Apple, Google, and now on YouTube as well, where there is a live face cam. So check those out too. So should we hop right into the Q and A? All right. So just start by telling the audience a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, um, my name is Robbie Smikowski, as you said, and um, I've been very lucky in my life. Uh, I've, I've lived in Pittsburgh for 10 years, and I've worked with the Pirates as their field reporter on the TV broadcast starting in 2013, which was the year the Pirates ended a 20-year drought and made the playoffs. And it was a very exciting atmosphere uh, for that game, one that I'll never forget in my entire life. Um, and uh, I'm born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which a lot of people in Pittsburgh, I know they don't like that, but yeah, yeah. we don't control where we're born and where we're <laughs> raised that my parents were in control of that. So uh, I grew up in Philadelphia. I lived in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I lived in Phoenix, Arizona. I lived in Northern Arizona, a town called Prescott Valley, Arizona. I used to be a minor league hockey announcer. I was up there for two years. And uh, I lived in New York, and I also lived in Maryland for a couple summers as well. Spent a year in Long Island, New York, and um, I've been working in broadcasting now. This will be my, uh, let's see, 2009 was my first year. So what's that? Uh, this will be my 15th year doing Major League Baseball games. So I spent four years with the Minnesota Twins before I came to the Pirates, and that was a lot of fun. So, And I do a little bit of Penguins hockey as well, hosting um, for the pregame, the intermissions, and the postgame show. Okay. Okay. So that's who I am. Is that good enough? My answer good? That's good enough. That's All right. Uh, why did you choose to work in the industry? You know, Evan, that's a great question. Um, I started late in this business. Um, I was sitting on my on, – I was at my dad's house uh, on the couch one day, and I used to listen to sports talk radio all the time in Philadelphia. I was about 23, 24 years old, and – I thought that this was something that uh, I would be good at and something that I wanted to pursue. So I always had an outgoing personality and was never afraid to talk to people in my life. And obviously I love sports like you guys do. So I thought that was an avenue that I wanted to pursue. Um, so when I was 26 years old, I was playing hockey every morning with a bunch of people that worked for a company called Comcast Spectacor. And they were in charge of the Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they had a minor league hockey team called the Philadelphia Phantoms, which were the American Hockey League, the AHL team for the Flyers. They had a lacrosse team and a couple other teams. And the president of the Philadelphia Phantoms, a guy named Frank Maselli, who now works in San Antonio, is a big executive with the San Antonio Spurs basketball team. He uh, called me one day and said that there was an opening because the company ran three baseball teams in the minor leagues. So they had an opening uh, for a host, like an in-game host. So if you ever go to Pirates games, you know, you see the guy yeah. 
Joe Klimchak is his name. Yeah. Between innings, he plays games with all the fans mm-hmm. and they do like the silly contests and who can eat a cookie, you know, yeah. off their nose and, you know, just do funny things and play like tic-tac-toe or trivia or spot the Chick-fil-A cow, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. So there was a job open to do that job in a town in Maryland, Bowie, Maryland, a team called the Bowie Bay Sox. And they are still the double A team for the Baltimore Orioles. So that was my first ever job holding a microphone. I did that in 2002 and 2003. And then ever since then, I I wanted to become a broadcaster. So it was about when I was 25, 26, 27 years old after I had gotten my college degree at Temple University. And I was working at Temple and uh, decided I wanted to leave the corporate world, the business world, you know, work going in at nine in the morning and leaving at five at night. I wanted to go after sports where you don't have any set hours or a set schedule. So, so it was a lot of fun. And then one thing led to another, I was the in arena host for a couple teams. And then uh, I was doing some radio with a couple friends locally in uh, Southern New Jersey, just about 15 minutes outside of Philadelphia. And um, I ended up uh, getting a job with the Phoenix Coyotes as their pre and post game radio host in the NHL. And, um, and I thought that was super cool. And I pursued it ever since then. So that's kind of, kind of my story of how I got into it. I wish I knew when I was your guy's age to do it. I mean, do, do you think that's what you want to do with your, yeah. with your career? Yeah. If sports doesn't work out, like actually playing, yeah, I mean, that's always anything to do with sports. Yeah. 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 You know, I wanted to play also, but I was a little bit too slow and a little bit too short and about 20, 30 pounds too light. So, yeah, I decided the next best thing would be to talk about sports. Yeah, even if it's not broadcasting, it's editing and video. And that's just all in general. It's just getting into sports is what I really like to do in general. Yeah, you're you're working in the business. You can do anything. You'd be a a camera person. You can be an editor. You can be a writer. You can be a producer. There's just so many different things. You'd be a broadcaster. So many different things you can do. You can be a writer if you like to write. You can write for a newspaper or you can write for – you know, online like MLB.com yeah. or something like that. So there's a lot of ways you could work in yeah. this business and it's, it's a lot of fun. All right. Uh, this one's a good one. What is your funniest story that you've had? Oh man. Funniest story, Jack, you know, I've been doing this a long time, yeah. buddy. That's a man. There's a lot of stories I could tell from this one. Let me think about that for a second. Mm, you know what? I got a funny story for you. So, I'll tell you two stories. So when I was working with the Minnesota Twins, they signed a guy from uh, from Japan. And when he came over to play for the Twins, we were on TV in Japan all the time. So whenever any Japanese media member would come in, they knew who I was because we were on TV all the time. So, you know, people only knew me in Minnesota and also in Japan because of this one player. So every time I would see a writer from Japan or um, a TV person, they would always um, come up to me and say hello and introduce themselves to me. So I'm like, I don't know why I'm I'm so popular in Japan. Well, it's because of this one player and they took his games all over. And I'll tell you another story. So uh, I believe this was in 2011. I was working with the Minnesota Twins at that time and I got a call from my boss saying that in a couple days, I don't know if you ever heard of her, but a lady named Ellen DeGeneres, she's a talk show host and she's really super famous, right? Super duper famous. So she was coming to Target Field, which is where the Twins play. 
to do a little bit of a, a promotional tour because her uh, her show is uh, yeah. changing time slots. So she, they said, you're going to do an interview with Ellen DeGeneres. I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. And I've interviewed a lot of you know famous people before. But what was unique about this one was as we're getting ready to go on the air, I asked her um, the half inning before we went on the air if I could talk to her for a second. I said, hey, Ellen, you know, I'm sure you've been to a bunch of games. Be- you know, I'm sure you've been to games before in your life. But, you know, here's kind of what we're going to talk about. Well, she interrupts me and says, no, this is actually my first game I've ever my first baseball game. I'm like, how is that possible? Like, how do you, how have you never been like to an LA Dodgers game or an LA Angels game or like the Yankees, the Mets, like as a guest or had her, you know, you know how they bring yeah. a lot of famous people to throw yeah. out the first pitch. Right. I said, there's, how is that possible? She's like, no, I've, I've never been to a baseball game in my life. I'm like, your life. Are you serious? And uh, she said, yeah. I said, well, why don't I ask you about that? So we go on camera, and that was the first question I asked her about being at her first ever baseball game. So I go to bed that night. I wake up the next morning. I had about 75 messages on my phone. And I'm like, this is either really good or really bad. Well, on the front page of Yahoo.com was a story that Ellen DeGeneres attends her first Major League Baseball game, and they put the video up of me interviewing Ellen DeGeneres on the front page of Yahoo. It's like all my friends, all my family, everybody thought it was the coolest thing ever that I interviewed Ellen DeGeneres. And I had no idea until I woke up and saw about 75 messages on my cell phone the next morning. So that was a, quite a surprise. And that was a pretty crazy story. That's the first one that stands out. There are a lot of, there, there are many, many more along the way that have happened though. Uh, so throughout Pirates and Twins and all that, who's, who is the, who's your most favorite player you've ever met or interviewed? Or Yeah, so I get asked that question a lot. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. And I actually just told this story on another podcast. So, and I'm sure you guys know, but um, uh, you followed baseball for yeah. most of your lives, yeah. right? So remember a couple of years ago, probably about, you guys were probably about five, six, seven years old. Remember a guy named Josh Harrison? Oh, who do I? Oh, yeah. You remember Jay Hay? Yeah. Uh, he's the best. He's one of my favorite guys I've ever met in my life. So, so we call him Jay Hay, right? Mm-hmm. So when I travel on the road, I've been doing this for about seven, eight years now, maybe nine years. So when I travel on the road, I collect, um, you know, if you go to a hotel, you know, they have like the little yeah. bottles yeah. of soap and, or um, like a shampoo, conditioner, mm-hmm. body wash and soap. So I collect all those bottles and I always ask my coworkers and a couple of the players if they can give me theirs, if they're not using it. And then what I do is at the end of the year, I bring it to a homeless shelter and I donate them every year. So Josh Harrison throughout the years had always given me um, the, the extra soaps from his hotel that he did not use. And I always appreciated that. So at the end of his last season with the pirates, he knew he was not going to come back to the pirates. Just when you looked at the roster and he was going to be a free agent and, it just, we kind of knew he wasn't going to come back. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. And um, he called me over to his locker one day and he said, uh, hey, uh, my wife and I, are, we're moving out of our house in Pittsburgh and we're going to take some stuff to Cincinnati, but the rest of it, um, would you want to donate it to your shelter that you do, you know, where I donate all the toiletries to? And I said, absolutely. I would love that. So we met at his house one day. And he uh, 
we met at his house one day and it was me, Josh, his wife, and a couple people from the shelter, the Light of Life shelter, which is on the north side, not far from the ballpark. So we ended up filling a U-Haul full of furniture from Josh's house that we were able to put into the shelter. And then there was a news article that was written about it. And then some people saw the news article and they donated even more stuff. So we were able to fill about two or three uh, units, kind of apartments in this men's shelter, all because of how generous Josh Harrison was. So like as he was a you know, great player, he made two all-star teams and, you know, the guy plays plays the game really, really hard. And and he's a great teammate. His teammates love him. The fans love him. Um, and he's such a, like a really nice person. But he was able to fill a couple units for homeless people uh, because he was so generous. So people ask me that all the time. And Josh Harrison's one of my favorite guys I've ever been around in my entire career. We got, you get the password locked in. Yeah, Tell them to figure it out, auto-shop. Jack. Yeah. Mm. I'm just teasing you, Evan. It happens to me all the time, dude. Don't sweat it. My phone locks on me. Sometimes I'm looking at stuff and I look away and this my phone's locked by the yeah. time I go back down. Yeah. Happens to all of us, buddy. Oh, yeah. What is the best and most challenging part of your job? Uh, so the best part are the fun moments. You know, when guys win, they're pretty emotional after a game and I get to grab them. You know, they might get a walk-off, you know, hit a, hit a walk-off homer, a base hit, a double, a triple. Somebody might steal a base something crazy happens and you get to be a part of some of the biggest moments that a city celebrates on every night. You know, you get a guy dripping sweat, you know, right after hitting a walk-off homer and, you know, you're sticking a microphone in his face, you know, literally a minute later and he hasn't had yeah. a chance to catch his breath. So that part is, uh, is kind of cool. Uh, you get to experience seeing, um, you know, I love baseball. I love baseball my whole life. I grew up a big Philadelphia Phillies fan when I was a kid. You know, I grew up right by the stadium in Philly. So my, uh, um, I get to go to every, I've been to every major league stadium, all 30 of them. And that's, re- well, I should take that back. I haven't been to the new Texas Rangers stadium that just opened in 2020. Uh, yeah. So I've yeah. now been to 29 of the 30, but I went to the old Texas Rangers stadium many, many times. So, uh, so it's real cool to have my job being at the ballpark every you know every week during the summer every three days with the exception of when you're at home obviously but every three or four days you're switching and flying to a different ballpark we stay in nice hotels we get to see the ballparks we eat good food we get to make friends around baseball and i have a lot of relationships and friendships that last for life so that's the best part of the job um, the most challenging is that it's still a job and sometimes you know if a team doesn't win guys don't really feel like talking a lot you know they don't you know a lot of times if a guy if either a team is struggling or a player struggling you could have a player that could be you know 0 for 10 0 for 15 0 for 20 and sometimes you know if you have to ask them something you know maybe it's not the best time to do it but sometimes you have to do your job um and it's also a lot of work you know we we work very hard to put uh stuff on television every night to make it interesting for guys like you watching at home you know we research we look for you know, we talk to parents, we talk to brothers, sisters, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, and, you know, we try to get photos, um, you know, either from their old high school or from their college or from the minor leagues. Uh, so there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, and, um, you know, just dealing with the ups and downs, you know, the, 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 the most challenging part is I work all summer. I don't get a lot of time off in the summer. So I miss, you know, certain things with my friends or with my family. Um, you know, my niece is christening. I'm not going to be able to make because 
it's the opening weekend uh, in April. Um, but there's also a lot of cool things where I have a little bit of time in the winter, you know, where I can go spend time with my family like I did this past weekend as well. So, um, so just like anything else, it's a job. I think people think that, you know, we just walk on television, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. We work as hard as everybody else does, you know, in their jobs, you know, even if it's not television. Mm -hmm. So I hope that makes a little sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a life lesson to learn. It's not always easy. Any job is still a job. Not, you got to work at anything, no yeah. matter what it is, you know, if you're going to have yeah. success and if you're going to be, you know, take pride and be good at your job, you know, you got to work hard at it. And TV is no different. I mean, we study a lot. We do a lot of research. We study, you know, the players, their stories, their backgrounds, where they're from. We look at uh, rosters that they used to play on and we used to, we would see if there's any connections, you know, with, with teammates. So like, you know, you have a guy, for example, say Austin Hedges, right? Austin Hedges played for the um, San Diego Padres for a while. Now the Pirates just signed him this off season. Austin Hedges played ball as a kid with Joe Musgrove, who used to pitch for the Pirates. So I went to Joe's and the Padres and the Padres, yeah. Yeah, and the Padres. Yep. So I have a photo in my phone of Austin Hedges and Joe Musgrove with Austin's dad and another pitcher named Zach Davies, who is on the mm -hmm. Arizona Diamondbacks right now. I have a picture of the three of them when they were, I want to say about 11 or 12 years old, about your age. They were all on the same youth team, and now all three of them are playing in the big leagues right now. Oh, Let me show you the picture. Really cool. Let's yeah, see if sure. I can find it for you. It's pretty cool. So we have to dig. We have to dig stuff like that. Yeah, you got to talk a little louder yeah. and probably be a little yeah. bit closer to the microphone. See if I can find that. Uh, I'll find that picture for you while you ask me the next question. All right. Um, so what's a typical day at work like for you, broadcasting? or? Yeah, it's uh, it gets pretty intense. Uh, it can be pretty intense. I'm going to find this picture here for you. And I'm going to show you now. You're, oh, here it is. So you're going to see this picture. You're going to see this picture on television. So that's Austin Hedges on the left. That's Austin's dad. And then that's Zach Davies right there. Look at Joe Musgrove. That's Joe when he was a kid. Jeez. Look how big he was as a kid, huh? We've put that picture on TV before. But this year when the Pirates play the Padres, you're going to see. Gonna... This, you see that on the camera? I don't know if you can zoom in on that. We'll give you a little here. We'll give you a little sneak peek. So this is. Watch right? out for that. The Pirates Padres. Just... Yeah. Right there. You see that? Is that right there. So that's a picture. You're going to see that. So you're going to see that picture when at some point in time, when, if Joe's playing the Padres, you're going to see this picture pop up on television or if the Pirates face Zach Davies too. So I could yeah. use it for both teams. So it's a relevant story for both when we play the Diamondbacks and when we play the Padres. Yeah, okay. that'll be cool. Yep. Is that it? Are we done? No. This is easy. It's the easiest podcast I've ever done. We've had some uh, newer, like, newer Talk this close year. to the mic. Yeah. Uh, how have things changed since you started working in the industry? Oh, man. Social media. That's <laughs> the biggest change. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like doing it. But it's a part of the job. So I have to do it. Um, social media is a big thing because it's easy for people to um, say mean things yeah. to people online. And that's not nice at all. I don't believe in that. I'll, I'll never do that to anyone. Even if, you know, I'm not a fan of someone, I would just not say anything as opposed mm -hmm. to write something mean to them uh, before I've ever met them. Um, so 
I don't like it because people, you know, people say very mean things. Now, there are also people that say very nice things, mm-hmm. too. Um, but um, if you make a mistake, if I make a mistake on the air, it's going to get replayed on social media over and over and over again. But that's part of the business. And that and that's just it comes with the territory, as they say. So mm-hmm. uh, so the business has changed a lot um, with that. Uh, it's also changed a lot um, in terms of the players. It used to be I walked up to players and would just ask them questions. Now, a lot of times players want to go on TV mm-hmm. because they can, you know, enhance their social media or we can put them on TV and they could put it and promote themselves. So now a lot of players used to not like when the media came up. Now a lot of them embrace it because they want to go into broadcasting when their career is over. Mm-hmm. And we work with players yeah, during Walker their career. Neil is now a broadcaster after he played for the Pirates. Neil Walker's one. Uh, we work with, um, you remember Stephen Brault? Yeah. He oh, wants yeah. to get into broadcasting when it's done. Remember Cole Tucker? He wants to go I into broadcasting. Oh, you do? There you go. You know, well, you know, I'll take a picture of that and I'll send it to him when we're done. We'll, I'll show Cole that, that you're wearing the jersey that he signed. He'll appreciate that. And uh, yeah, so social media and uh, access to the players is is what has changed the most since I got in this business. Mm-hmm. So, follow. I mean, before the draft starts, who do you think? Pir- oh, okay. you got, there you go. Uh, who do you think the Pirates should draft number one this year? Oh man, you know it's too early to say. Yeah. We're only in January, so I think we got to see how the season goes. We got to see how the season comes along what and positional needs. W- what needs there are. But the one thing in baseball, Jack, is is that unlike um, when you look at the NFL Mm -hmm. or when you look at the NBA draft, they can draft a guy and they expect him to play right away. Mm -hmm. When you draft a player in baseball, it's going to be at least a couple of years. Remember, you know, a couple of years ago, the uh, Pirates drafted Henry Davis, who was a catcher out of the uh, University of Louisville, and he has yet to make his big league debut yet. And there's a chance he's able to make his debut this year. But it just takes a while for guys to develop. So I think, yeah, so guys have to kind of look at, you know, how much depth they have in the system. So as much as I'd love to answer that question, it's just way too early to tell. There's a a kid named Dylan Cruz who plays for LSU right now. He's an outfielder. Um, A lot of things that I've read, a lot of people say he's going to be the, he's the best player in the draft. and He's probably going to go first overall, but you never know what's going to happen. You know, he can get hurt. He can, you know, maybe not have a great year um, or he can, you know, go crazy and hit a million home runs and bat 400. And he'll be like Bryce Harper, where, you know, he's going to be the first pick in the draft or like a LeBron James or Connor McDavid in hockey. You know, guys that, you know, you know, they're going to be good and and they're going to be the top pick. But I think uh, the general manager, Ben Charrington, the Pirates, he's going to and his scouting staff, they're going to, you know, kind of look at what they need in the minor leagues see how much depth, you know, they have when they drafted uh, Henry, they needed catchers and they traded for a guy named Andy Rodriguez, who is now the top prospect in the system. So I think they have to evaluate that as time goes on. So just a little too early yeah. to answer that question right now, but it's still a good question. So how do you feel about the Pirates offseason moves, trading and picking up free agents this offseason? How do you feel about it? I think it's a pretty good year. I think it's better than the last few years. Yeah, What, what makes you say that? They've just made more moves, and Andrew McCutcheon is my favorite player of all time. Right, so, so you just said it right there. That's, that's what I was trying to get you to say. I mean, they signed Andrew McCutcheon this year. I mean, I mean, I, I haven't seen a fan base get more excited yeah. 
than I did this offseason with Kutch coming back. I mean, Kutch is a great guy. He won an MVP with the Pirates. Um, his teammates love him. He married a girl who's from Western Pennsylvania, and he's got three kids. And his oldest son is named Steel yeah, after Steel City. Yeah. So uh, that's got people very, very excited. And um, having Andrew McCutcheon back is going to be exciting for the fans. It's exciting for us. Um, and I, I hope he has a great year. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to play every day like yeah. he used to, but he's going to play most games this year, either as a DH or he's mm-hmm. going to play in the outfield or he's going to do, he's going to do something. And then you look at Brian Reynolds, um, you know, hopefully he's able to, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some talk about, you know, is he going to be traded? Is he not going to be traded? Mm-hmm. We have no idea. We have no idea what's yeah. going to happen. I, I hope he's not because I think he's a really good yeah, player. And really I think good. Yeah. He makes the Pirates a lot better. Uh, Key Brian Hayes at third base is good. O'Neill Cruz O'Neal is obviously. I mean, he's definitely, he's he's going to be a really good player. I mean, he already is, but. Who are you talking about? Uh, Cruz. He's, oh, he's yeah. getting better. He's definitely going to progress throughout the years. Did you ever see him in person? No, I've never met him. He's six, seven miles. You must think he's a basketball player. Yeah. Because he's so big and he's so strong. You watch him take batting practice and it's like, Wow. You watch him three throw the ball almost 100 miles yeah. an hour across I mean, the from shortstop to front, 100 miles an hour. You yeah, know? fastest throw. I'm a first baseman. I don't even think I could. I mean, that's yeah. that's tough. You're worried about putting a going through the going through putting a hole in your gloves. Yeah, you catch Aaron one. Josh, same type of build, just yeah. same type of power. Big guy, yeah. So hopefully, uh, with him at shortstop, and they got Jiwan Bay who can play yeah. second base. He can play center field. You got Jack Sawinski. So when you look at the outfield, you got McCutcheon, you got Reynolds. You got Sawinski, yeah. you got Bay, and, and then you look on Carlos Santana. and Carlos Santana didn't get the first base yet. So you got yeah. Choi, G-Man Choi, you got Carlos Santana at first base, and you have a lefty and you have a righty, although Santana's a switch hitter. Yeah. But you look at a guy like Santana, he's 36 years old, but he's a veteran guy who's been around for a long time. And I think that's what the Pirates wanted. They wanted a veteran guy to work with a lot of the younger players on the roster. You got Kutch, who's a veteran who can work with the younger players. And then you look at Austin Hedges, uh, who's a really good defensive catcher. I mean, of course he, you know, he wants to, you know, be able to hit a little bit better, but he's really good at working with the pitching staff. And when you look around major league baseball, a lot of catchers are there to be catchers, not to be hitters. You know, there aren't many catchers who hit really well. JT Romuto, you got uh, Contreras, Yachty Molina was one. I mean, there are not that many catchers who hit really well. So they want defensive. They want Mm -hmm. defensive first catchers, and that's what they are. So I think that's going to be really good. When you look at the pitching staff, you got Mitch Keller, you got Rowanzi Contreras, you got Rich Hill, you got JT Brubaker, and I'm I'm drawing a complete – oh, uh, Vince Velasquez we just signed. I'm talking about the starters, though. So you got a pretty good rotation. And then when you look in the minor leagues, you got Michael Burrows, you got Quinn Priester, you got Luis Ortiz. So, I mean, you got a decent amount of guys who can step in if somebody gets hurt or if somebody's, you know, having a rough time and, you know, not performing quite well. You got an all star as a closer and David Bednar. You got, um, um, you know, you get Chase DeYoung who had a good year. They just signed a guy, Harleen Garcia, who's pretty good. So it's shaping up to be a pretty good roster, and hopefully we have a lot better year on the field. But I think they did a great job of putting this team together. Uh, you know, and Rich Hill is uh, going to be 43 years old on opening day. Yeah. And he's played for a bunch of different teams. But, again, you have such a young pitching staff that he's going to be able to help those guys out a lot. Contreras, rookie, Keller, what, fourth year. I mean, you know, Velasquez has been in the big leagues a while. 
Brubaker's been the big leagues a cut about three or four years now. So you got guys who can, you know, guys who could learn from a guy who's 43 years old yeah. in the same rotation. Definitely. Yeah. So I thought it was really good. From all like the moves and trades and signings all this year, it's really hard to tell like the exact predictions for the season. And most likely they're going to be a lot better than they were last year. But how much better do you think they're going to be from last year? Well, I think it depends how good the rest of the division is going to be too and how good other teams in the league are. I mean, when you look at baseball, you know, anybody could come in and throw a no-hitter yeah. on any given night. I mean, anybody can do it. So um, it's hard to put a number on it. Yeah, exactly. look, at the, look at the Baltimore Orioles last year. I think they had 41 more wins last year than they had the year before. I mean, for, imagine 41. If, if the Pirates won 41 more games, they win 103 games. Yeah, It'd be the best team. It might be the best team yeah. in Major League Baseball. You improve by that. Now, the Orioles fell short of the playoffs because they play in a very tough mm-hmm. division. Yeah. They had the Yankees. They had That's Toronto. Much. They had Boston. You got Baltimore. And Tampa Bay's really good, too. Mm-hmm. So they're in a tough division. Now, with the National League Central, it was two teams. It was the Brewers and it was the Cardinals. And the Brewers had a rough go in the month of September last the year. Cardinals, so the Cardinals you had a whole bunch of guys retire. They had pools. Pool holes retired. Pools and, uh, Molina, yeah, but they they signed uh, Wilson Contreras. Yeah, so that's a really good signing too. So there's a lot that, um, you know, I, I just think it depends how other teams perform because you see teams in your division quite a bit. You used to see them 18, 19 times a year. Now you're going to see them – probably 12, 13 times yeah. a year. So yeah. when you look at, you know, that's 60 to 65 of your game. It doesn't matter as much, but it's still – It's still very important, beating yeah. teams of your division. You know, and then you look at the rest of the National League. Look at the Phillies, the Braves, the Mets. There's a lot of good teams. You know, Colorado's nah, – they had a little bit of a rough go, but, like, you get the Dodgers, you get the Padres. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good teams out there. So I think it's how other teams uh, are able to improve. So we were touched on Andrew McCutcheon. And I've seen article. I've read people, and I've heard people comparing this off season to like after the 2012 before their 94 win season, 2013. Yeah. Comparing the off season and the similarities. So, Pat, do you see that kind of? Well, it's it's hard for me to give you a, a perfect comparison because I was not here in 2012, so I don't know what those years were like in 2011 and 2012, because I didn't work with the Pirates then. I was with the Twins. Um, But what I will say is that when you look at this, the farm system that they have right now, you look at AAA and you see guys that are going to probably make their big league debut this year, like AA, AAA. So you got like Henry Davis, Andy Rodriguez, Michael Burrows. You got Quinn Priester. You got Luis Ortiz who made his debut last year. Contreras made his mm-hmm. debut last year. Cruz made his debut. Well, it was the end of 21, yeah. but still, it was only yeah. two games. Yeah. But you got Cruz who came up. Um, and it reminds you a lot of some of the younger guys, you know, that that the Pirates had back then in at that point in time. But um, And then you look at the lower levels of the farm system. You got Anthony Salomito, who's a pitcher, who's supposed to be really good. They took 38th overall. You got um, Owen Kellington. You got Bubba Chandler, who's a uh, infielder, mm-hmm. and he's a pitcher. Um, you got Termar Johnson, who they drafted with the, in the first round last year, is a mm-hmm. infielder who's supposed to be re- a really, really good hitter. Now, I haven't seen him play. Yeah. He only played a couple games, but apparently he was the best hitter in the draft last mm-hmm. year. So they really have done a great job of building up their farm system. Plus, they made a couple big international signings. They signed a guy from 
uh, I believe he's uh, from Korea. They signed a guy from Korea who's supposed to be really good. He's only, I think, 16 years old, uh, 16 or 18 years old. So it's yeah. going to be a while before he comes yeah, to the yeah, big leagues. But yeah, so, um, but to answer your question, Jack, I, I, I can see some similarities and I see a lot of enthusiasm and excitement for the team this yeah, year. And you hear yeah. from the players too. This is the, I, know, I probably think this every year, but this is the most positive thing going into a season, just thinking yeah. they're having a good well, now, you know, since you, you know, really started studying baseball, I mean, they haven't made the playoffs since you were four. Mm -hmm. So yeah. do you remember that? Do you remember 2015? Uh, yeah, I remember, you know, watching the games on TV. You did? Do you remember it? Yeah, I do. It, yeah. it was definitely, it was, that season was definitely very yeah. fun. Yeah, you guys were four years old since you've seen a playoff game yeah. in Pittsburgh. So yeah. let's hope you're able to see some, you know, while you're 12, you walk, right? like, around the outside, you see the banners, and it's, like, 1963, and you just think about it, and when's the next time that's going to happen? And yeah, we hope it's, yeah. we hope it's soon. Believe yeah, me, we think the same thing, buddy. Believe me, we, we, we want that as well, Evan. I, I think the Pirates are closer to seeing They're definitely getting closer. And I feel like last, like, two years, they've just – and getting a little bit better. Yeah, it takes time. You yeah. had to trade off all your best players. You know, when the new GM took over, you had to trade your best players. I mean, it stinks, but you had to trade like mm -hmm. Musgrove and Josh Bell yeah. and Jameson Tyone and Adam Frazier. There's so many players you had to trade, and that hurts. But at the same time, you had to you had to restock the farm yeah. system and get mm -hmm. a lot of good young players. And if you're going to get good young minor league players, you have to you're going to make trades with teams who are ready to win now. So they want players who are already good and established in the big leagues. Yeah, trying to go to a younger team for right. five years. Right. So we had to endure a couple seasons yeah. of getting kicked in the stomach a little yeah. bit in order to be where they are now. Because yeah. what they're doing now is they sacrificed a couple years, and hopefully they're able to have mm -hmm. a little bit longer-term success as opposed to just being good for one year or two mm -hmm. years. You got some of these younger guys who can be here for five or six years, yeah. you know, like keep Ryan Hayes, who they signed to a long-term contract. Yeah. Cruz is going to be property of the Pirates for six more years. I mean, I mean you got a lot of, a lot of Contreras, yeah. Keller, a couple more years. There's a lot of pieces you can build around. Then, you know, if you need a player, now you're at a point where you have a lot of good players in your farm system. And if they're in, con uh, uh, if they're in it, you know, if they're competing for a playoff spot in contention, for a playoff spot, then they can trade minor leaguers and get players that are already in yeah. the big leagues and yeah. good. So, so hopefully, hopefully that explains a little bit, yeah. you know, what their philosophy and where they are right now. Now I know this is a very controversial topic, topic, and don't feel obligated to answer this. But uh oh, am I gonna be? Put, I'm putting. Uh oh. So I mean, this uh, is Evan's gonna put me on the spot here. I don't know, man. This is like a social media. When you yeah, that's all right. Media. Yeah. And I'm not saying this for the bad thing, but what do you what are your thoughts on Bob Nutting and what he's done with the team? Yeah, you know what? Bob is an extremely nice man. Yeah. Um he he's a really good man. Um and he's very, very accessible. You know, Bob is, is a very accessible guy and he really cares about the team. He cares about the franchise. He cares about his employees. Now I know some people, you know, wish he would spend more money, but what I think a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, you look at other teams who spend a lot of money and haven't seen the results, yeah. you know? So I think Bob identified where he wanted the team to get better, which was development. He remember after the 2019 season, he, he relieved the manager of his duties, the general manager yeah. and the team president. And he had to pay a lot of money. Sweet. Right. And he had to pay a lot of money. And that was, you know, it's a tough decision to make to fire people, which I know he doesn't enjoy doing. Um, so I think he, uh, identified it and he brought people in who can really 
you know, kind of chart yeah. a different path for the franchise. So uh, a lot of people, he takes a lot of heat, Bob Nutting. Yeah. But um, he's a, he's one of the nicest people I've ever been around in my career. And he always comes up. He always says hello. And and I think you're going to see in due time that he's going to, you know, take appropriate steps on the baseball side yeah. to make this team better. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's I, I definitely agree. I feel like it's at some point it's going to, it's going to pay out and we're going to be very, we're going to be very happy. Yeah. We're going to realize that this has all been a plan and this is yeah. what he's been trying to do for, I, I, I don't, I don't know. You have yeah, to remind me how long he's been. Uh, 2006, I believe he bought this the team. This is what he's been doing. Yeah, it's it's been not while. like it's bad. He's yeah. just trying to build the team and that's what you're supposed to do as an owner. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you what, and a lot of people in Pittsburgh don't realize this, but you know, a lot of cities we go, they don't like the owner there either. Yeah, it happens yeah. all over the place. It's not just in Pittsburgh. I promise you. Yeah. yeah. So, who do you think will be the player on the team that will help most? Ooh, man, that's a great question. Who will step up? Who will step up? I mean, does O'Neill Cruz count? He counts. Yeah, everyone. Even if they come up, you can go minor league if they come, if you think they're going to come up and they're going to make a big impact on the team. That's what you can answer that to. Yeah. Us. I think Cruz can have like a record season here. He's just going to come up and hit. I feel like I, I mean, this isn't my thing to talk about. I feel like Kutch is really going to motivate the team and teach them and yeah. le be a leader for them. For sure he is. Yeah. I mean, he's got the resume to do yeah. it. I mean, Kutch talks, people listen. Yeah. He's the like, most loved guy in Pittsburgh in the 21st century. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I mean, he's up there. At least right now. I mean, Actually, that's a great debate. Are there more athletes? Who, who has been more popular than Kutch? You got Sidney Crosby, obviously. Yeah. Ben. 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 Pickett was been Kenny Pickett um, coming. Hey, from... he's one year though. Well, yeah. It's so, yeah. Brown when you, I mean. Brown was really good for a while. I mean, there are not many players who are more popular in the city of Pittsburgh than Kutch. Kutch. Yeah. I mean, Kutch is, is, he's up there quite a bit. He's definitely. He's up there quite a bit. Uh, so as far as having the biggest impact, you're talking about on the field, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, I think you look at the last couple of months that Mitch Keller had last year mm -hmm. if he can start the season the way he finished last year he's going to be really really good if Cruz can polish up a couple things I mean you want to see him make a few less errors yeah but it's hard for a guy who's six seven to play shortstop yeah, I mean it's yeah. just it's just not an easy position and shortstop's a hard position to play to begin with yeah just in yeah. general it's, it's it's a difficult position to play um he can be obviously a big impact player what if Brian Reynolds returns to his 2021 all-star form yeah. That'd be pretty, pretty cool. But in terms of having the biggest impact, I think if kind of a two-headed monster, if you have Mitch Keller and Rowanzi Contreras perform yeah. the way they did the final couple months of last year, yeah. and if your pitching is good, your team's going to win a lot of games. It's yeah. hard to win games 7-6, 8-7. Mm -hmm. It's not as hard to win 3-2, 4-3, mm 2-1 -hmm. games. Yeah. So that's kind of been a little bit of an Defense issue lately. Yeah, yeah, and, and getting exactly. guys in and getting guys, you know, into the you know sixth, seventh inning, then you could turn the game over to your bullpen, and your bullpen's not as as taxed, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So I think the starting rotation, Keller and Contreras, are my two keys. Yeah, I think that's. So you used to work with West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. So just what, basketball, not football. Yeah, yep. Uh, I'm a West Virginia fan myself. So. You are. So what's your favorite story with Bob Huggins? Oh, man. I'll, t I'll tell you something. He's my all-time favorite interview of all time that I've ever done is Bob Huggins. Uh -huh. You know why? Because he gives you the truth. Yeah. yeah. 
He gives you the truth. If you ask a dumb question, he's going to give you an answer accordingly. And you're going to look like a fool. Okay. Um, I love Bob Huggins. He mm -hmm. was so very good to us when we did West Virginia basketball games. He treated us really well. And when we found out we were not going to televise the games anymore, the last game that we did mm -hmm. at halftime, I interviewed, excuse me, I interviewed Bob. Mm -hmm. He went into the locker room. Then I talked to the equipment manager and I said, hey, can I have one of Hugs? Pullovers, you know how he wears that yeah. half sip like I'm wearing. He wears the West Virginia yeah. half sip every game, so he's a lot bigger than I am. Yeah. So when I went to do the interview at the end of the game, I was wearing his pullover, which you know I, I could take a swim in that thing. It was so big, uh, and I did that, and he got a kick out of me wearing his pullover when I went to interview him. Uh, so I love interviewing Bob Huggins. He he's very honest. He's very open. And he's very direct. He doesn't play games. Mm -hmm. He does not mess around at all. And I, yeah. he's my favorite interview of all time because if he's thinking something, he's going to he's say, going it. To say yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't mess around. He doesn't give you a coach speak or give you a fake answer or yeah. give you a fluff. He gives you the truth 100% of the time. So I know we've already touched on this at the beginning of the interview, but what, I mean, if there's any extra tips, what would you give kids that want to be in the sports broadcasting? Yeah. Area? What tips would you give them? I get asked that question all the time. And this is, I think if you talk to different people on television, I think they'll give you different answers. So what I would say is, is repetition and relationships. Remember the two R's, repetition and relationships. So the more you do something, the better you get at it, okay? So when you look at any facet of life, okay? So your dad's a lawyer, right? I'll bet if you ask your dad right now, if he was as good as he is now in his first couple of years practicing law, my guess is he's probably going to tell you, I got better as time went on, all right? And then you talk to a broadcaster and you say, are you as good now as you were when you first started? I would say 100%, 99% of them are going to say, no, I had to work a lot from when I first started. So you want to do repetition as much as you can. I know you want to, you know, what you guys do in a podcast, mm -hmm. if you do a yeah. podcast once a week, you do it for a year. That's 52 interviews in a year, okay? Mm -hmm. 52, 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. I guarantee if you listen to week one and then you listen to week 52, gonna you're going to go, gonna wow, how better. much yeah. better did I get at that, right? So yeah. repetition is the first thing. And you don't realize it as you're doing it. You realize it a month, Absolutely. two months, three yeah. months later, a year later, a year and a half, two years later. You realize how yeah. much better you get because you're going to get more comfortable. You're going to get comfortable looking at that camera right there. You know, it doesn't bother me. There's yeah. a camera shooting us right now. There's a microphone and two guys interviewing me. There could be 10,000 people sitting out here. It doesn't change the way I approach my job because <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing, whether it's a camera and there's 10 million people watching or whether there's 50,000 people there and no camera. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. You talk yeah. the same way. It doesn't make a difference, yeah. right? Because you're talking to an yeah. audience of people. Uh, that's the first thing. And the other thing is, in my business, is relationships. You want to develop as many relationships as you can because you want to tell people stories. Yeah. You want Definitely. the people to get to know uh, who they are. You know. And, and my boss tells me, and this philosophy I kind of live by with my job, is people root for who they like, so make me like them. Yeah. So when you listen to Neil Walker and Greg Brown in the booth, they're going to talk about a guy and how he's hitting, 
how he's fielding, how he's pitching. Okay. And then when they come to me, I'm going to tell you his story about his family, or I'm going to tell you a story about his background, or I'm going to tell you about his parents, or I'm going to interview his parents, or you're going to find out something that you didn't previously know about somebody that's going to make you want to root for him. And that's my job is to make you root for these players, you know, by telling a cool personal story about him. And how am I able to do that? By having a good relationship with the player, with his mom, his dad, brother, sister, wife, niece, nephew, whoever, whoever it is, I try to get to know their whole entire family and it gives me a better chance to tell their story. So the better you want to have as many relationships as you can and you want as much repetition as you can. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So we're done with the interview. Now we're just going to go on to some sports news. And... Oh, now, we get, now it's like sports talk radio, yeah, huh? Now, here we go. Man, I've never I, I've done sports talk radio. I, I'm excited for this. All right. So what do we got? got? The Super Bowl coming up. So yeah. Eagles and Chiefs here from Philadelphia. So <laughs> yeah. I was, I was at the NFC Championship game on Sunday. Oh. I watched it. Yeah. I, mean, I watched it beat the 49ers. 31 to 6. Yeah, that was definitely – I mean – Blowout. Yeah, it was blowout city. I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, they didn't have the best depth. I mean, their their luck with quarterbacks are terrible. No, it's Brock not good. Purdy and then uh, I forget Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Yeah. Concussion. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just, good. Just nothing they could have done. Yeah, and they had to put Purdy back in, and he got hurt. Torn UCL is out for six months now. Yeah, in, you know, in baseball, he would miss over a year. Yeah, you got to throw, throw a baseball hundred times a night. Yeah. Football, you can throw thirty times, and it's not as hard of a whipping motion because you're not you're not doing a full windup. You're just stepping back and throwing, as yeah. opposed to a full windup with a violent motion a hundred times a game. And then yeah, so, that's that's. I saw a baby surgery. Like that's that's immediate surgery. If you, for MLB, like that's you would think it'd be Tommy immediate. John surgery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Hopefully, he's able to recover and be back in time. But who knows how that's going to go? Uh, so for uh, for the Super Bowl, man, whew. you know what? I actually think the Chiefs are going to win. Mm. I just think because Patrick Mahomes yeah. is so good, but the Eagles have such a stacked, talented roster. Um, it's definitely, that, it's definitely gonna be close. And that's their defense I mean, is good. The spread's only one and a half, so I think that's what all the all the gamblers think. And I mean, we all thought that with Buccaneers and Chiefs, and we all know how that ended. But I mean, yeah, I feel like the Buccaneers, the Chiefs just didn't have their best talent on the field. I feel like the Eagles and the Chiefs are gonna be really even because Patrick Mahomes playing through an injury. I feel like he's gonna play two weeks now to rest up. Definitely. I think he's definitely yeah. gonna try and just perform his best. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, so you got to do that, yeah. but. I feel like it's just going to be really good, and this, yeah, again, this it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be, man, I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game, but I think, it's I think crazy. Patrick Mahomes is going to win his second Super Bowl in five yeah. years as a starter, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, he's, it's really, I mean, it's, it's been crazy to think he just, he's coming in. I mean, he had a veteran QB starting in. Um, yeah. Um, you talking about for the Chiefs? Yeah, when it back when uh, Alex Smith. Oh yeah, uh, Alex Smith. Yeah, veteran, yeah, yeah. Veteran before his injury, yeah. veteran QB probably got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff from him. Yeah, learned a lot from a veteran. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think Chiefs. Who do you guys think? What do you think, Jack? Uh, I'm saying Eagles because they're just number one, like every category across the board, top five at least. Yeah, Chiefs are a little bit lower, and the Eagles just have so much momentum. Uh, yeah, the they're playing well. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has been incredible. Yeah, Hurts, so yeah. good. I do think Eagles because Patrick Mahomes playing through that injury, high ankle sprain. That's that's tough to play through because that's 
I mean, that's tough for any. If that was a regular season, you'd be out like six weeks, four weeks. Probably, yeah. But he, I mean, he's, he's playing through that. I mean, he played really well against yeah. the Bengals. So you never know. If not, they can just replace his yeah. foot, give him a different foot for yeah. the Super Bowl, yeah. and put the other foot back on. Yeah, I know. What do you it's, think? It's, yeah, you think, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. I think it's yeah, going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a real close game. I think it's good. we're going to see a lot of drama on Super Bowl Sunday oh, yeah, yeah. down the wire. We'll see. And what do you think? Who do you oh, think I said the Eagles. Yeah. You think the, I think so, Eagles. Is so you say Eagles. I say Chiefs. Eagles. Okay. Think, I'm outnumbered yeah. here. Yeah. Are you going to play this back at me if I'm wrong? Yeah, the Eagles yeah, win? Probably. All right. I'll wear it. It's okay. okay. You can show it to me. So Tell me I was wrong. I, well, I don't is, work in the prediction business. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a cool. Right, be no, a rich man winning a lot why, of money gambling. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. That's why I don't. I mean, I don't understand anything with it. The spread. I only understand like the over under, and that's yeah, yeah. All right, now the everyone's favorite category, the MLB. So yeah, I mean, well, let's what? let's just yeah. think, like what were the what do you think were the best? Not for just the Pirates, but like in general, what the best free agent signings or trades or anything? Oof, man. I, I'd have to have a list in front of me, but I think when you look, yeah. you look at a couple things. Yeah. I mean, with the I big think story, the Padres have made some big moves. They have Bogarts and they have Soto. Tati, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like Tati's going to be fired up when he comes back. I feel like it's. I hope. I mean, yeah, he got a lot to prove. He let yeah, his teammates he down. Yeah, he definitely did. It was very unfortunate learning about that. Yeah, and how about the Mets spent a boatload of money, yeah, got a boatload Herlander, of players. Yeah. They lost. They lost. Jacob Degrom's best pitcher, best uh-huh. pitcher. I, in my opinion, I think Degrom's yeah. the best pitcher in baseball. And Carlos Correa, how about that? He went to like played for like and, six teams yeah. this offseason and never played a game. Yeah. I, I've never seen anything like that ever. Only to go back to the Twins. Yeah, yeah, that was. Crazy. He's a great player too. What about the Angels losing uh, Pools and then Yadier Molina? You, you the the Cardinals, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but Pools used to play for yeah. the Angels. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, you know the Cardinals. The one thing that's impressive about the Cardinals is that every year they put themselves in position to yeah, win. Yeah, where they trade, they traded for Paul Goldschmidt, and they went and got Nolan Arenado. They're very consistent. They're not. Yeah, they, they always have a chance. They they always have a chance at the dance every year. They're always very, good. Um, you know, I think you look at look at the Texas Rangers. I mean, you know, they hired Bruce Bochy. He's won yeah. three World Series. <laughs> Bochy yeah. won three, and they went and got Jacob Degrom as best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. So I mean, Definitely. you know, and, and then the Mets, you got. Verlander and Max Scherzer, these guys seem to be ageless. They like yeah, I, I don't I, mean, I don't think they they're pitching they like they're twenty two years old like again. Tom Brady, they still had to right? Be Tom Brady, the best I mean, pitcher, the best pitching yeah. Well, they would, but but if they had Degrom, I don't think they would have gotten Verlander. Yeah, I, I don't think they would have gotten both. I think they yeah. once they lost Degrom, I think they identified Verlander and said we want him to replace him. Yeah. I just yeah, don't. It's not a huge step down. Sorry for interrupting, but it's not That's a okay. huge step down. Verlander, I mean, he's he's been very consistent with the Astros. I don't think it's a huge step down from Degrom. No. And then also adding. Uh, Talking about the Mets. Yeah. Uh, Jose yeah. Quintana. Yeah. And I, did they sign Chris Bassett as well? I think they signed Bassett from the A's. I, yeah. Yeah, I heard about. I think they, yeah, they were pretty good, and they signed a bunch. You know, they got Lindor. Lindor. I, mean, I think they're going to. Jeff McNeil got an extension. They're definitely they in it. Pretty this good. Year. They're definitely in it this year for sure. Yeah, but yeah. then yeah, but look at the Braves. Look how good the Braves are. Oh yeah. Austin Braves. Riley at third base. You got Ozzy Albies. You got Ronald Acuna. I mean, you got uh, yeah. You got William Contreras. You got Wilson's brother. It's Wilson's little brother. A lot I mean, of teams that are in it this year. Yeah, they're pretty good. So I, I, I you know, 
every year is exciting. I mean, what about the Angels and Shohei Otani? Yeah. I mean, Trout. how good are they going to be? Yeah. You know, Mike Trout's the greatest player in the world. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was hurt yeah. last year. So I mean, yeah, a little, a little bit injury prone. Yeah, last year he got hurt. I think his calf was his calf, I believe, was hurt. So mm -hmm. if he comes back, I mean, he's going to have a monster year like yeah. he always does. He's going to bat over 300. He's going to hit gonna 40 be... homers. He's going to get 120 RBIs. He's going to steal 30 bases. I yeah, mean, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's the best the, player you, he's you're the ever going to see in your life. That dude got drafted, I think it was 21st or 22nd overall. I think it was 21st. Was it 24th? He was in the 20th. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But imagine taking 20 something Passing players ahead of him. That. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's the same with Tom Brady. He was picked seventh round. Seventh round. Sixth round, 199th so overall, sad. Tom Brady. Yeah. 198 different picks went before Tom Brady. That's, I can't do that. Too many. And 20 something went before Mike Trout. All 30, Think about that. Almost I mean, all 30 teams passed up. The two greatest players. Patriots. All 30 teams passed up six times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think about that. Yeah. Think about imagine pass up on Tom Brady six times. Mm, well, did that Mike Trout? I mean, not six times, but people yeah. did it to Mike Trout oh, yeah. too. So that's my prediction: Pirates going to win the World Series. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad prediction. I feel like they can. I think they have a, a chance at the playoffs. I feel like if they're going to keep developing, but this year maybe if they have, if they just perform a little bit better, we're going to be better. Yeah, we're going to be better this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be close, but I think yeah. they have a chance of yeah. making it close. Dad's starting to give us the rap sign, so yeah. we can blow through this a little bit quicker. Yeah. We can ask him. We just won't spend as much time, all right? Yeah. So no, I don't need to do we'll that. We'll spend a few I, seconds I on each need, one. I don't know any of those. Or pick your best topic you want to talk about. All let's right, do it. Let's do the top five NFL fan bases. We'll do oh, man. Oof. We we have the – Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Phil, yeah. uh, Eagles. Bill, yeah. Buffalo yeah, Bills. Bills Chiefs. Oh, we're gonna put it up here. We got, oh, yeah. we oh am I naming it or are you guys naming it? We got. We got. Every, I, I mean, if you want it right, I mean, we have some. I'm gonna say Bills. Chiefs. I'm gonna say yeah, Buffalo Bills. Bills number one. one. Yeah, they jump on tables for crying out loud. Yeah, they jump on tables at tailgates. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy. I would not. You, you couldn't pay me enough money to jump on the table and break it. Just yeah. so you I, know. That, that, that seems really fun. Yeah, the Seahawks. It seems fun. Honestly. You would jump on the table and break yeah. it? You're out of your mind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Seahawks are pretty crazy. Seahawks up there. Is this, is this, are, are we doing this collectively or is it yeah, my, collectively. my thing? Yeah, oh, collectively. Oh, collectively. Okay. Should we do Seattle? Uh, two right. or two. I mean, are we going from one to five? Yeah. We... I think Seattle. Seattle's three. I think so, okay. Seattle. All right. Who's second? Philly, Kansas City, Dallas? I mean, I, Dallas is an Dallas international is, brand because yeah. you got Cowboy fans all over, all over the people that aren't necessarily from Dallas. Yeah. Because, like, Bills um, fans are people that are from Western New York. Yeah. Like, upstate Western New York. I've got a neighbor that's Bills Mafia. He, I think he was born in New York and he moved yeah. over. So. Yeah. And they don't lose their. They don't lose. Yeah. They don't their lose their, uh, their, uh, their, their loyalty. Saints, too. I think Saints. The Saints. Saints have a really good fan base. I don't know. I don't know, Jack. I don't know if I agree with that. Mm. I mean, they're pretty good. I'm not. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if they're second. I don't know. Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs are pretty bad. Have you seen the Chiefs tailgates? The Chiefs tailgates. Are they're out there at like six in the morning, seven in the morning. Yeah, for every Sunday. Yeah. So that's so really Chiefs or Eagles. I say Chiefs or Eagles. Let's but whatever go. you guys decide, it's your show, not Let's mine. Go Chiefs two, Eagles four. We can do. I mean, Saint. I mean, Saints five. Maybe sorry. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do it. All right, all right. Chiefs two. All right, so we got KC second, four. Seattle third. Phillies fourth. I'm sure you'll like that one. And then yeah. 
the Chiefs heads, maybe. What about the Steelers? The Steelers, yeah. I will tell. They're a brand all over all over oh, the country. Yeah, they're, they're a brand all over the world, aren't they? I think so. Steelers. We'll give. Why don't we? Why don't we give Jack the yeah, Saints will be five A. All right. Yeah. So we have the Saints five. We have uh, the Steelers five, and then the Saints will be five A for Jack. Yeah. Do you like the Saints? No. But, no, I think. Uh, who, I just who, think who do you, who's your favorite football team? Steelers. Okay. Steelers. Who's yours, Evan? Same thing. Yeah, Steelers. Okay, five A. Are we going to go all the way to thirty-two? Oh, just no, top five. I, I don't think we have yep, time. Let's go. <laughs> no, we don't have All right. What's next? What's next, Jack? Let's get to the next topic. All right. Here, final topic. We have the debate. It's the NFL MVP. So, Evan, you Oh, man. I'd have to think about this. I haven't done my homework on this one. Yeah. But I don't cover football, so it's okay. Yeah, it's, I'm yeah. just a fan. We we don't either. We're all we're fans. And yeah. I think it's Jalen Hurts. I know he missed know, time. Yeah. I know he got hurt during the that's year. That's the thing. Like, but are the, Eagles, are the Eagles there without Jalen Hurts? I don't think they are. That's what it is. I they don't lost, think they are. They lost – Two games without him, and then he came back, and they're yeah, in the they Super Bowl. Both of the games without him. He could run for 60, 75 yards in a game. Yeah, he could throw, throw, get the job done. The job. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. No. I, I, I think Jalen Hurts is the MVP. I agree. That's with my that. opinion. I agree with that. I, I don't know why. And it's not because I grew up in Philly. I just think yeah, when you look at it, the Eagles would not be in the Super Bowl if it weren't for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So Minshew is not a good. I mean, he's a, he's a backup. He's, yeah, he's, he's a, a backup, he's, but he's not. A Great starting QB. Yeah. I'm torn because not a lot of teams have a great backup QB that though. That's true. I mean, there's not a ton. Torn, Maybe yeah. a couple, I mean, but not Josh a lot. Josh Allen and uh, Jalen Hurts. Because Allen, I feel like he deserves one for the what he's done. It just hasn't been his best season. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like he. Bill's had a good year. One. But I'm not sure if he's going to get one. Yeah. So. Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen. He's never. I've mean, never been the best in divisional playoffs. Um, divisional round. I think I agree to Jalen Hurts. I don't know why, but there was a thought in my mind before that NFC Championship. If Brock Purdy would have won the 49ers Super Bowl, they, he may have had a chance at MVP. Ooh. No, not MVP. But, what a rookie. Well, rookie. Yeah. He's probably still yeah. going to be rookie. No, he only played six games. Oh, yeah. Is that what it was? Only six. I don't think that's he enough to win rookie of the year. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's not enough to. Win. I don't think that's enough to win rookie of the year. That feels like a lot. They feel like a lot more. Yeah. If he maybe but, if he won the Super Bowl. So but, Jalen Hurts is our MVP. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I agree. On this show, Jalen it's Jalen Hurts. Sports talk kids MVP. Sports talk kids. <laughs> I like that. It's actually a good one. All right. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. I'm Jack. I'm Evan. And we're here. I'm Robbie. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, guys, thank you for having me. I enjoyed this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming. My pleasure. See you guys. Yep. Goodbye.